podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm your host. This is episode five, and we have a special episode once more. Uh, we have two good friends of mine from the past year, over the last couple of years, uh, and uh, in their own right, they're awesome musicians, and then they teamed up in the past year, and it's been quite a journey, and I've really enjoyed seeing how they've grown and evolved since then. We have Coyote Blue. How you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Hey. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Hello. Good to be here. Yes. So, Coyote Blue is one half Damien Gonzalez, Hello. aka the gray area. Sup. <laughs> and the other half, Liz Tina. Liz Tina, how you doing? I'm good. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, to be here. In the studio. And uh, just to talk a little bit about maybe the past year. Uh, there's definitely a lot to talk about in the past year. A whole bunch has happened. So, it's been so a ride. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. You know, we'll talk. We'll get there. But first and foremost, a couple of things in preparation for today's show. I uh, I was listening to the barracks room sessions episode oh. that you guys did, <laughs> and oh, I just man. want to say thank one. Thank you for the shout out. You guys give me a shout out on there. Appreciate <laughs> it. And two, shout out to Luis Camberos and barracks room sessions. Oh, yeah. You know, really miss that guy. Mm-hmm. He really did. Uh, inspire me to really start this podcast. You know, when he left, I felt like there was a vacuum. And so along with his podcast and Javier Martinez's Chico Underground, mm-hmm. I do consider both spiritual successors mm-hmm. to, or predecessors, sorry. We're the, you know, they're the spiritual predecessors to this podcast. And uh, really, we just want to showcase um, artistic creative musical talents you know do music poetry artists and so on and uh you guys are here early episode episode five in fact nice episode we've been getting pretty decent feedback uh yeah so this is the be Wom's podcast for those of you who are maybe tuning in for the first time or again if you don't know be Wom's is the barbed wire open mic series mm-hmm. we've been, been around in the city since 2007 providing open mic space for anyone in the city and so for you guys, you know, one of the things I really enjoyed is when you guys are, still go out to the open mic and get to perform, you know, these days, especially at Black Orchid Lounge, it gets packed. It's really hard to get oh, everyone yeah. on. Um, it's a little frustr- It's a little stressful for me, but it's also, a, I guess, a good sign of a, of a successful open mic, where if you're not there early, you might not get a chance to perform, um, as opposed to, like, say, being empty, and then you can just play whatever you want. I guess there's a give and take to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, you guys met at the open mic, essentially, right? We met. We didn't meet, or I you, guess, uh, in a way. We started playing, you know? Because we met yeah. at the Glass Box. Um, where is it on Poplar now? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we met there at a friend's show. We have uh, similar friends in common. Okay. So then we just started seeing each other at the open mics. Around and around. Yeah, seeing, running yeah. into each other, yes. And you guys would perform. Yeah, we would always because perform. Because I had featured Damien as the gray area. That's right. Uh, a little while back. That's right, back at the Black Orchid. Yeah, I remember that. And then, of course, uh, since then, you would come out, and then uh, we've featured uh, Coyote Blue, you know, at least a couple times, yeah. I believe. We've been featured at Black Orchid and 306 sessions as well. That's right, yeah. That was before they started doing the, <clears throat> the PBS broadcasting. That's right, and so the open mic has grown a lot as well, you know, and, and I really... You know, that success is in part because of everyone who comes out and supports. So, and, and I do think that's a big community. So, I don't know. I guess so I want to start things off just talking about your reflections. How do you guys, how, how have you guys been experiencing the open mic and, you know, in the past year or so? 
Shoot, Do you have any like uh, interesting thoughts or stories about the open mic? I think a lot of the opportunities that we've been afforded as a band have come as a direct result of either the open mic or the people that are there at the open mic when we get there. Um, okay. We've had the pleasure of meeting so many people there. Um, I think one of note, especially uh, Jorge Barajona from Board Film yeah. Productions, um, he approached us one time, I think it was after we were featured at Black Orchid, and he was like, hey man, I really like you know, this song, I like your sound, I'd like to work with you, you know, we'd like to do a music video for you if you're interested, you know, let's get together and, you know, kind of spitball some ideas. And I was living on top of Grind Bar at the time. That's right. And we had a, 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 an open mic there as well. So we met, you know, started talking, and sure enough, you know, we got to a point where, you know, we, we recorded our music video for the song Scars. Scars. And, um, you know, and it's not just that, that's just one small example of, the people that we've met that have heavily influenced who we are as a band and the opportunities that we've had as a band since we started. You mentioned Luis Gamberos earlier. We actually met him at Frozer okay. that one time. And no way. He heard um, Red Lights and he said he would. He really liked how that song would sound as a full band, mm -hmm. with a full band sound. And that's when he asked us to do the podcast. And so, and he uh, recorded red lights there. Yeah. Part of the uh, barracks room sessions was that, in addition to the interview, it, it involved a recording session. So you guys kind of fleshed out red lights, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, we we learned more of uh, Damien's multi instrumentalist uh, specialty, where he picked up a bass and and uh, he, he essentially just added parts. Since you guys are a duo, you know you really can't play every single instrument at once. Mm -hmm. But thanks to recording capabilities, you were able to do so. And yeah. that's that's something that we had the, we had decided we wanted to do as a band when we first got together. You know, we wanted to be an acoustic duo and do uh, shows by ourselves, but then when we recorded, we always knew that we wanted to have that full band sound. Okay. You know, if we just wanted to do the instruments ourselves, whether it was her on ukulele, you know, me on bass, you know, or, or percussion, you know, that was something that we knew that we wanted to do. And, uh, and Luis, you know, really did a great job. You guys ended up working with him for your EP. Essentially, mm -hmm. yep. And that yeah. was a bit of a marathon, huh? It was a good, a good thing. Like, yeah, we we set the date. It was crunched, man. We <laughs> and our, it pushed, it pushed we, you though. We did we did a show at Low Girl Palace, and uh, we met with my Christian with my friend Christian Yanes, yeah. and uh, you know he had talked to us about you know an EP release party, and he had let me know what dates were open, and I saw a date that I liked, okay. and I was like that one. Uh, we didn't have anything recorded. And then they gave that you your point. deadline. Yeah, they gave us our deadline. So uh, we pretty much said, hey, Luis, so uh, remember when you said you'd record our EP for us? I was like, yeah. We have a week. I was like, we have, <laughs> we have a month. So, okay. and a, a lot of. Uh, but it came down to the wire. Yeah, much, we, right? we were pressing stickers and putting CDs in sleeves the night before we had the show. So not only did we have to record, we had to practice with the twins and Thomas. Yeah. We had to do the shows that we had already had scheduled. We had, exactly. you know, other stuff to do. So, so we were just that was a crazy busy. busy. Yeah. It was very, very I'm sure enriching too. You know, just the experience of, of being pushed to a new limit. Uh, and of course, uh, and this is great. I, I know this. This is why I know it's going well because you guys are bringing stuff up before I even want to bring it up. Like, okay, all right, you brought that up. Cool. It's exciting <laughs> to talk about. I think it is. It's our beginnings. It yes, is. Yeah. Oh, I like beginnings. that chapter. Like that'd be nice <laughs> once uh, 
30 years from now when they have like the Kylie Blue anthology and you guys are in like the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame or whatever. Well, I mean, 60 years from now and then there'll be like the chapter, the beginnings. I mean, it's just crazy because, <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially in El Paso, you don't ever really hear of local bands that stay together for longer than a year. It's, it's kind know? of a curse. Um, you know, part of it is because I feel like some people do struggle in the scene. But the other thing is because of that, I know people take opportunities elsewhere with, uh, you know, seeking a job in another city or just maybe just finding another job. So, yeah, part of the story is people don't stick around in bands for mm-hmm. Uh But I think if you're passionate about it, you'll make it in music anyway. And both of you guys are passionate about your music. Definitely. You know, before you guys got together, you definitely had your own songs, your own music, and you still you still play them. You still have an opportunity to play solo mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah, we have solo shows. Yeah, uh, Liz just had a solo a solo show uh, this past Monday. Yeah. Yeah, at Boomtown. Yeah, at Boomtown. How, how was that show? It went well. It was. Um, I played with Ashley Afton, and she's from San Francisco. Yes. She did. Uh, she brought was it her. Not. Or was it Emily? Emily. Emily Afton. Wow. Chelsea. I'm so sorry. Forgive me if you hear this. <laughs> but, uh, well, there goes the invite uh, to the tour. Right. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it was uh, Emily then, Afton out of San Francisco. Emily Afton. And then, to South by Southwest. Yes. And, um, and uh, Chelsea Beth. Chelsea Beth. Yeah. And she was really cool. She's from Las Cruces. We're going to... We're probably gonna do another show together yeah, sometime. Was, she was really awesome. That was a really nice show. I, I like the lineup, all of you guys together. Yeah, we enjoyable. were. It was a good mix, I think. And so maybe just to go back a little to your your EP, right? just maybe center around that a little bit. You said you took that as an opportunity to take the duo and explore a full band set. Mm-hmm. And so when you put together the the CD release, right? There was the or the EP release. Not only was it just recording the songs, but then you had the opportunity to actually get physical members on board right and yeah, so you mentioned adding the twins right mm-hmm. you want to talk a little bit about how that experience went like well, finding the right people well um i think the idea for it came after we started selecting the bands that we wanted to play with us mm-hmm. at the actual show okay because i had uh, said hey well, what about soul parade so yeah. we asked soul parade and then they said they'd love to do it, they it. and uh we were like hey so if we asked you to do this you know with us you know, if you were to play with us on stage and over to teach you our songs, would you play for EP release party? And they were more than happy to do it. Uh, Thomas, we actually met at a guitar center. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were, me and Liz were shopping for guitars and ukuleles, and we had met Thomas DeSantos with right. uh, his country band at the time. I'm not sure what, I don't remember what his project was called, but it was him and Brian Mars. He's had a several, it was had just several, called Brian Mars. The Brian Mars, the Brian Mars band, Mars right, right, right. And uh, yeah, Thomas uh, had been involved with uh, 306 Sessions. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's been in several different videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... Um, the country, you know, he has the country scene on lockdown as far yeah, as... Uh, he's a violinist. As the violin so, goes. So he's know, got it down. Away. And uh, the, those guys, uh, we had great chemistry. We worked together and, you know, they would come over to my house and, you know, we'd jam in my living room. Uh, when I lived across the street from Hawkins High School, we would come in, we would jam, and uh, we enjoyed it so much that, you know, for the bigger shows that we had since the EP release, we invited them to play with us, like okay. uh, Heroes, Monsters, and Villains Rock Fest. They we joined even us for had that. Luis Camberos play with us for the EP release. That's right. He played That's the right. lead, Luis played lead guitars. guitars. Yeah. It, was, it was really good. Our, old, our good old lefty friend. Yeah. <laughs> It was such a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed myself so it much. It was a fun show, uh, and I remember you guys had uh, physical copies. Uh, tell us more about your album artwork. On that. The artwork, uh, my friend Raúl 
Martinez. Okay. okay. He goes by by Inox Dextoria. Inox, nice. Okay, yes. On yes, Facebook. Yeah. And uh, he's really good. Uh, we we it was like a kind of like a. I didn't tell him ahead of time as much, so okay. we just it was pretty a uh, basic, you know, it's coyote blue. Sure. So it was a a blue coyote forming into like this. Uh, it's really like. Actually, like Las Cruces looking kind of style, mm -hmm. okay. which is funny because uh, the the name Damien came up with it when he was in Las Cruces because we had been talking like two weeks before yeah. and it took us about two weeks to decide on the name because um, we said, well, what are we going to be called? You know, what are we going to go by? And yeah, I went with my brother to Omasia Valley and we were just walking through all the gift shops and everything and, mm -hmm. you know, just like, So it worked out. The artwork. You got Coyote Blue out of that? Just yeah, you know, it was just because uh, it, it just it just sounded right. Like, I okay. saw all the different souvenirs, you know, and Coyotes are really cool and I was like, yeah, hey, it, Coyote uh, Coyotes are, I think, a significant kind of symbol that you see a lot in the Southwest. Right. Because what my I think it kind of related to my music because I wanted it to sound like rough and yeah. wet, like somebody from who'd lived, you know. There's associations of of a uh, uh, wild animal who wanders. Right, exactly. But also in, in many ways, he makes it makes it work, mm -hmm. makes it happen. Mm -hmm. It yeah. does work. I yeah. think it works with our characters pretty Perfect. well. Yeah, we're coyotes. I told you to stop howling at that. Yeah, okay, listen now. <laughs> Sorry. That uh, and then the blue part, you know, I think has uh, certain connotations, of course, as well, right? Mm -hmm. the color blue invoking uh, kind of uh, maybe a type of a type of vulnerability or a kind of introspective state of mind, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I think it has a, and the the album art too. Like, there's this kind of like transparency about it, you know. Yeah, and it, it's a mix of red and blue, right? Right. Well, it's yellow, it's yellow, yellow, yellow and blue. So it, it reminds me that like it's very elemental and also circular. It is. Which yeah. I think uh, again, if you talk about symbology, it says a lot. Like full he's, circle. He's um, like uh, the artist himself. He's actually very like uh, very specific on that. Like okay. Like circles and just like you said, symbology. And all of that, I didn't really, I didn't really have too much to do with the uh, with the design of the of the logo for. You know our, our mm -hmm. cover art, so but uh, no, I liked it. Cool, and that was a that was a fun show. You had a Soul Parade play. We had Endangered Language had, as well. We had a cool little band called Endangered Language. <laughs> uh, we had Trost House. Trost House. Uh, mm -hmm. Randy Vega and the Shahi Guarantee. That's right. Yeah, that's a good lineup. Damn, you guys. That's a so that's kind of fun too yeah. when you put together a show. You get to like just kind of invite like. Yeah, it was a good turnout. It was, was a little. I, I'm gonna like admit. I was kind of worried. I was like, I hope people go. Sure. But it yes. was like a really, it was, really it was good cool turnout. because those those bands are all really really good friends of ours. You know that you know that we've talked to and related to and had um, experiences with and I think it it shows a lot as an artist. And, not only that, but as a person, you know, who you can get along with in, you know, different yeah. genres of music. And Even, I think um, some of the bands actually had asked, like, they told us, hey, you're having an EP release party, can, like, we're gonna, can we play for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Trust House was, was really one of those cool. bands. We oh, had, they, no, they, we, yeah. yeah, we had no idea. When, when I, when I asked Sebastian about it, he was like, yeah, dude, we were actually gonna ask you, you know, if we could, and I was like, whoa, that's super cool, but, you know, it was a, it, it drew all sorts of people, and that's what we wanted. You know, it was different genres, different styles of music, and that's that's kind of the vibe that we wanted for that night. And it we had a really, really great turnout because we uh, we premiered our music video that night too. Yes, uh, yeah, that's uh, I wanted to bring that up because you 
mentioned teaming up with uh, the Barahono Brothers mm -hmm. and Board Film Studios. Good. And that was fun. We got to kind of show it outside. Uh, and uh, that's such an interesting video, too, by the way. It's well done, first of all, so shout out to, to Board Film Studios. Mm -hmm. uh, those guys do great work. And, and, of course, I know they also have done work with Dahlia. You know, and of yeah. course, Dali is now part of Soul Parade. So again, kind of goes back to what you're saying, how we're all kind of exactly. running in these circles. And that's that's how I think BWOMS works. You know, it facilitates that sort of, you know, community. It's a, it's a camaraderie. It's mm -hmm. a it's not only, it, it's musical partnership, really, is what it is. Ideally, uh, you know, and, and so in the story of BWOMS, there have been so many stories of collaborations. People who get together and make music, or even just people who start bands, or, you know, just... Uh, Great create partnerships because I know Luis has been able to team up with the you know me mm -hmm. and of course the three or six sessions as well. And I think uh, the the band Mountain Vibes was created somewhat out of uh, out of a BWOMS open mic. I think Stephen and Abe met at a open mic. Really? I think so. No. No, well, I don't think am so. I wrong? I they actually went to high school together. They, they had known oh, each other, but uh, you know, but they some ran of their into first shows. Again, I, I know some of their first shows together. Yeah, we're being... were at the open mic, and uh, I do remember meeting Stephen actually that night of your EP release. Really? Okay. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, you know, I, when I met him, I didn't even know he was a musician, or I, I think I kind of did. I think he had added me, and so I recognized him like, okay, it's that guy. But you know, he just had nothing but high praise. You know, when it's, I'm, when, and, um, yeah, he's a positive guy. Yeah. He's a positive and guy. of course, uh, Mountain Vibes, they're doing great work too. Uh, I really love the way our scene is coming together. And, uh, you know, and, and I think it says a lot about uh, what we'll all be doing moving forward. We'll get to that, okay? We want to put a bookmark on that for you guys. Okay. It's, too early, it's, too early, it's too damn early to be talking about the future right now with you guys. We'll, we'll get through towards the end of that. <laughs> right now, we're in the reflective, introspective okay. stage. Okay. You know? <laughs> So, uh, what made you guys pull the trigger on starting the band? We were already like dead set on our like uh, like our singer songwriter stuff. Like we yeah. were talking, we were messaging like through Facebook, saying, you know, I was telling Damien like, this year I want to record and I want to get serious. I want to start touring or yeah. you know so on. Honestly, when anybody and else then, has asked me that question, I've always blamed it on you. Mm -hmm. Richie, like I, well, if I, I want to be blamed for anything, I think I think, I think, I think, I think Coyote Blue is, you know, in a big way. It's you know, true, your fault. though, in a way, because we would um like, we would be at the BWOMs, you know, open mics, and you'd be like, you guys, you guys should play together. Play, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we just kind of looked at each other and were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and here we are, you know. Uh, Maybe over a year later. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think a little over a year. Little easily, yeah, it's a little over a year. Because uh, I think we had a, uh, we had done a three hundred six before. We did before okay. April, before uh, April our first, first big show. Okay. That's right. So yeah, it, it had been a, it's been a little while, but a lot has happened in a year, and uh, mm -hmm. we'll touch up on all that. Um, the music video, you know, one of the things that I I, I always kind of remark on it, it's. It's obviously it has great uh, artistic direction and production from from the Barahona brothers, but the song is amazing. Do you guys consider that your single? That was our single. Was I your think single? no. Yeah. Or I don't know because you have you know you have a bunch of amazing fun songs, but. Yeah, I mean that was one of the one of the first songs that we had felt really really comfortable with okay. playing, you know, because that of course you know included the bells and everything, and it was right. it was more the sound that we were trying to go for, okay. so. But definitely, I think that was... I think it was a good showcase of your style, I think, to mm -hmm. kind of maybe 
lead people in like to listen to the rest and uh, something I'm, I'm really impressed by the video is like I said props to those guys but you you guys are phenomenal actors no it was we're actually <laughs> terrible actors man. we are so you were, just, I'm were you living it did you guys no get he's a good fights? actor no I'm no not, no okay because no, no, uh okay well we we were we were at my apartment in grind bar and jorge had come to it us and he was bar, like i know but he, he had come to us and he had like had all these ideas like okay well what do you imagine like i he he went so far as to say like i got a, a couple different pictures you know and i want okay. you to choose which of these pictures close more closely relates to you know the feel of your song and he got really he technical about it pictures yeah he got really technical about it sure sure and uh he wanted us to have like this scene where we were arguing so we were at my house uh on tampa okay. and uh he had us stare at each other and just scream i hate you like yeah, at each other so weird. <laughs> and we tried god we tried so hard yeah. but we just could not do it we no. just broke down and like even like, right now like Christina just looked at you and just started laughing you know like I, that's, that's intense. <laughs> but it was it was the serious. no. But then we had to get serious, yeah, so was, we were yeah, like, yeah. "I fucking hate you," you know. That's what I'm yeah. And, and that comes through in the video. Jorge was getting so frustrated with us because you could see during his in his face the whole time he was just like, "Come on, I want to see some intensity. Like, give me, give me real." And we were just laughing the whole time, man. Like we don't hate each other, so it's hard. To... <laughs> well, no, I, I do have to give you props though because in in the end it it end, it translated well. It was a different experience. I had never done anything like that before, so it was it was really great. They were super professional about it. Like, how long did it take you guys to do that music video? It was only three recording sessions, really, because we did uh, one. We did San Jacinto, and one night. Four. So in the span four. of. Four of them. It was maybe two weeks, oh, I think, okay. in total. A two, weeks. three, yeah, two, three okay. weeks, because they did some shots at her house in Horizon. Mm -hmm. yeah. They did some shots at my place. I did some shots in San Jacinto. And okay. also uh, in the ditch close to Zaragoza Park. I forget the name of the park, but the it's ditch. over in... Yeah, it's like over in South Zaragoza and the I-10. There was this drainage ditch there that I thought was really nice. So I was like, yeah, let's get a shot there. Nice. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I really like the music video. In fact, uh, so first things first... Uh, for those of you who are listening right now and haven't had a chance to listen to Coyote Blue, uh, check out their, their EP. You can find it online. It's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Am I missing anything? Google Play, Amazon. Okay, Google Play, Amazon. So you guys are all over. Cool. Yeah, we were, we were really, help, we were really uh, lucky to have uh, Javier Martinez help us with all that because he, he has tons of experience doing all that. So yeah. we met at his house and he kind of gave us some professional guidance. Yeah. As far he's, as how to release he's it, he's a blessing to the music scene for yes. sure, many many ways. For sure, uh, it's it's been an honor getting to know him too as well over the years, and like I you know I gave him a shout out earlier, like shout out earlier, mm -hmm. you know, in many ways I consider this a successor to to mm hit -hmm. what he was doing to the Chico Chico Underground. Underground uh, and I was a guest on that episode. That was that was pretty cool. I had the honor yeah. of helping out with Chico Underground too. I yeah, uh, yeah, I interviewed Animal Soul. I interviewed Animal Soul. I interviewed Aaron Torres. They'll nice. be Would they'll be recording at Soundstage Nine. Really, Animal Soul. That was yeah. so cool. Oh, nice. Cause uh, well, since I work there, I have That's the right. schedule that like every everything comes out in my calendar on on the phone, and I saw their their name. We nice. were we were also on on the Chuco Underground. We, right. we, we right. did yeah. one of those. Right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. 
That's one of the things that blows me away. Is that like so much of what that we've done as uh, this whole year as a band, so very little of it we've done actually by ourselves. Like all we did was just make music and you know, <laughs> but, but, just be and then you made music people. that that people believed in you, you know, that supported you know and. Right. Want to support? Is that a pun? It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, I wasn't sure. It. I, 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 saw I, I saw what you did. I saw the look. I saw <laughs> it. Like, wait a minute. There's a song, uh, something to believe in, and I wanted to actually talk about that song like later, mm. just because okay. there's a, there's a line in this past Monday when you played. There's a line that just resonated with me, and it has. I think I've heard it before, and I've mm-hmm. never had a chance to ask you. Um, but before we get to that, though, I, I just want to like the EP. Uh, I know. How did that come about? Like the majority of the EP, are they songs that you guys had written separately and you just kind of joined together, or or some? How many did you write together? It's fifty fifty, honestly. Okay, because okay. I imagine because Pink Moon we wrote together. She had the guitar part. I wrote the part on the bells. And then the bells, yeah. Um, something to believe was the first song that we had actually written together. Okay. Um, Red lights was hers yes scars was hers because you had a were these songs that you were doing with velvet vinyl one of them yeah okay uh, or a bit, but they're your, your songs scars. So. yeah like i wrote the lyrics yeah to i would it. be like you yeah you stole them <laughs> <laughs> and like, then and then <laughs> do you I, I had written that song i love that song so much it's a lot i think of fun. that's probably my favorite with the album yeah it's a good it, one. it has a kind of it's different feel yeah, it throws, it throws people off i think because you know we in a lot of ways, I think we were still trying to find our sound. Yeah. You know, when we hit, but we were open-minded enough to, you know, do it anyway. Sure. You know, we didn't really filter anything that we wrote. We just, if, it, if we did it, we felt it and it sounded good to us. We put it out there. Right. And we just I like for the that. Best. Uh, you know, sometimes, I think sometimes we get too caught up in form and style and sound. Some people want to keep to a certain, you know, you see it with popular artists all the time who, like, in the span of maybe 30, 40 years, stays to the same sound. And maybe it works, but also it's always interesting when a, when a group or a band, like, changes their sound a little bit, evolves. Mm-hmm. Some know? people get upset, huh? They do. Some people people, people hate change uh, yeah. when that happens. That's why we try to be as ambiguous as possible. That way, <laughs> if we're so different all the time, nobody can say we no, don't really and, and change. I think it, there's, a, there's a certain zen aspect to it of, of just kind of letting it happen as it happens and not being a slave to form, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that kind of brings me to the, the line I th- I'm thinking of from Something to Believe in. It says, uh, empty my mind to feel full. That's funny because everybody always asks me about that because I, I did write the lyrics to the song. Okay. What were you thinking and, about, uh, with that? Well, I mean, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, when we get caught up in... It was a weed reference, and, wasn't it? It is a weed <laughs> reference. Damn, how would you know? Nah, you ruined it. I just no, no. It, it's more of a where, you know, where you're too stressed or you were maybe like you're thinking about, you know, something too much. It's just just better to empty, you know, just kind of like a meditation okay. reference, sure. maybe like even just like relax to feel to feel full, you know, just feel complete. <laughs> well, that the reason um, why is for me and I, I mentioned I like that they use the word meditative. <laughs> to me, it reminds me of a, a Zen parable of... Uh, That's why you said Zen. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, you know, maybe to like condense it, like Bruce Lee is one of my favorite philosophers. Mm-hmm. You know, he studied philosophy at the University of Washington. So in addition to being a big time movie star and developing his own martial arts, he wrote a lot about it as well. And a lot of those uh, things were entailed in his martial arts, Jeet Kune Do. But the reason, you know, I have a book of aphorisms, short little sayings, 
And one of them says, the usefulness of a cup is its emptiness. And so I think emptiness is always kind of a, an interesting concept, right? What is emptiness? Um, and maybe to an it's extent, potential. nothingness. You know? Yeah, it's potential. Yeah, emptiness is potential. Like, so these, that's what can you fill it with? Yeah, if something is, if a cup is empty, you can fill it with anything. Yes, and so to me, when I hear that line, that's kind of what I think of, you know, empty my yeah. mind so I can feel full. Yeah, like fill it with something to believe. Yeah. You know, give me, give me something <laughs> to believe in, you know, yeah. like, show me something that's, like, true. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> but is it real or true? I can't remember. The... It's true. It's yeah, true. It's okay. True. End of the line. So if you guys haven't heard any of their songs or getting any of our inside jokes, <laughs> pause, pause the episode right now and just listen to the whole album. It's very digestible, uh, very, very fun to listen to. Listen to on your, you know, listen to your drive to work, you know, on your way to work, on your way back home if you're doing mm-hmm. chores, or maybe not chores. You know, you want to like be have a pleasant experience. You could study too. music, I guess. You know? I can, especially Pink Moon. Oh yeah, for sure. The, an instrumental okay. kind of song. Yeah, nice just, uh, if you want to use the word Zen, I think the whole process of. You know, writing Pink Moon, I think, was very zen. Yeah. You know, because I, rem- I remember when we were when we were practicing that song before it really came to fruition as as what it's recorded as you guys know it as Pink Moon. Like yeah. that was a it was an interesting process to come to it. I remember because I was up in a that was back when I lived in Grind Barn. We were upstairs in my apartment okay. and uh, didn't have any electricity or you know water or nothing at the time. So um, we were just in one of the rooms of my apartment. Just cracked the windows open on the top floor and just the the room was really empty so whatever she played a guitar just kind of bounced around it was really cool and just the bells kind of seemed to all kind of reverberate so the whole experience was very spiritual so everything that seemed to fit it seemed to fit very well and uh yeah i loved it okay so we are we are here talking about pink moon as i'm sitting on a blue moon <laughs> and uh, speaking of Bruce Lee, it reminds me of that quote from his, uh, I think it's Enter the Dragon. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Yes. In the beginning, he's training some students and like, he's trying to teach them feeling. And Is this the finger one? It's like, it's like a oh. finger pointing to the moon. Do not concentrate on the finger, on the finger or you yeah. will miss all that heavenly glow. That's, that's an interesting accent, but yeah, you know, <laughs> you, if you're focusing on the wrong thing, you miss all that beauty. And I think that's kind of something you're, you're speaking to. I'm sure when you came in, you didn't expect to like talk about Zen. No, no, man, no, no, like no, no, but it's okay. It's good. It happens. Uh, but you, you also brought up uh, the bells, and I'm curious about this because I know um, to kind of transition one, and you guys performed Pink Moon at the El Paso Songwriting Contest. Yes, we did. And uh, that was an interesting experience. One because you guys were like the last minute entry. It was yeah. very, 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 very last fun. Minute. Like somebody had dropped out and you guys were there and like hey do you guys want to do it <laughs> yeah okay it was very last minute we didn't know we were going to perform until we were supposed to already be on stage i know so. and i think i even spotted you like so casually like, right hey, go, go do it go do it but then you guys set up that's why we... he brought us here to remind me <laughs> that i owe him ten dollars for our entry fee <laughs> nah, nah, you brought some beer with you so that's really good. no <laughs> but i think this is a funny experience, just a surreal experience, because I got to, I was emceeing that, I was hosting it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I introduced you guys, but I didn't really say anything, but you guys start playing the instrumental, but I think people were waiting for you guys oh, yeah. to sing, so I yeah, think the audience too. was like, man, this is like the longest intro ever. Yeah. I think the judges actually told us that, as, the, as, as when we finished the our set, they were like, you know, honestly, we were thinking <laughs> we were playing, it was just like, dang, this is a pretty long intro. <laughs> <laughs> They did say that. That was funny. But it is a nice song. It's, it's very atmospheric. And it's simple. 
It's not very complex, no but it's simple. No need to overcomplicate things. No, no, not at all. Like, uh, you know, especially when it's something as, as simple as just enjoying vibration yeah. and sound. Yeah, but even as an artist, I think um, my music's pretty simple. Okay. Like, very simple. Now, you know, let's be careful about using the word simple, too, you know, like... Uh, okay, but well, not in a bad way. Well, not, no, I don't mean in a bad way. Yeah. I don't mean in a bad way, but, yeah. you know, maybe, like... What, so, what do you mean by simple? I'm curious now. Well, I mean, it's not like... Like math rock or nothing like, like that. No, of course no. Like, there's nothing to make it like technically like, like this is a representative representation you know, of like like musically complex. You the know, that's ratio but I mean that was that was one of my biggest uh, insecurities I think as an okay. as an artist was because I noticed too a lot of the songs that I would write you know they weren't very complex they yeah. weren't intricate they never had any crazy solos okay. or you know like very many different chord mm. progressions it was very very simple and I think. You know, I was worried a lot, of, a lot of the time how people would receive my music because sure. it was like that. Well, I mean, I think that's an anxiety of a lot of singer-songwriters, you know. Um, am I, you know, sometimes people want to do too much, but then you get caught up in all that and then end up, you know, not creating anything. I think my, my strength as far as a songwriter, though, is definitely on the vocal melody side because, okay. you know, as, as simple as my guitar riffs are, yeah. I think, you know, I've... Because my musical influences are very vocal, you know, they play a lot with their voice, you know, they uh -huh. they extend, you know, time signatures, they don't necessarily follow along with the music. People like Adam Duritz from Counting Crows, you know, uh, you listen to a lot of his songs and his songs don't, his vocals don't really, you know, always, they're not always on time with the guitar, they're not always on time with the drum. Okay. And that's always intrigued me. Uh, Ed Sheeran is another guy who, you know, yeah. he's very precise with his music, but he's very heavy vocal melody. You know, it's it yes. catchy. And you play a lot, a lot of their music. I do. You know, I do. You do covers and mm -hmm. so. uh, How much of that has influenced your music? 80%, 75, 80%. I love, I love the statistics, you know, throwing out there again. <laughs> if know. I have to be real, because I'm very introspective, you know, in my own time, and I think about it a lot, so... I would definitely, you know, I think that's accurate. Okay. And what about you, Listina? Uh, what are some of your influences musically, whether it be through, through sound, like through vocals or through guitar? Well, I don't know. I just kind of let myself be influenced by, by everything I hear. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any specific sound, I guess. I mean, like, I have my own, my own sound. Okay. I don't, I like, <laughs> I like it sharing a lot. Okay. I've been cool. listening to Shep Faker. I like I like that Chef like Faker. um okay. yeah I like Shep Faker a lot. Cool. I no, like those no lower huh? no <laughs> yeah. I like those vocalists like like okay. jazzy like smooth lower soulful, okay, so, like yeah that. soulful kind of <clears throat> sound. Okay okay I, I can see that. Yeah. You know I I do believe that in, in many ways creation requires influence. So as an artist especially starting out I think we tend to imitate those that we look up just to experiment and figure yeah. out what works and then also more so use that as, as a stepping stone to find our own voice our own mm -hmm. sound our own um, mm -hmm. so how has that journey been for you guys like stumbling upon like what works for you personally have you had like uh, trials I'm sure trials and tribulations are just uh, you know figuring out what changing you know changes along the way in your artistry well um, with me you know because I play so much, you know, I've definitely found things that have worked and things that, you know, I'd, I'd rather, you know, steer clear from. Sure. You know, being on the street, you know, playing guitar for six, seven hours a day, you know, you tend to 
after putting yourself through that for so long, you tend to find out naturally what works and what doesn't. And I've written a lot of songs, you know, out on the street, you know. You find a riff that I like when I'm just jamming, you know, and uh, find a nice vocal melody, a chorus, you know, you sing over and over again, you get a general premise for the song, and you start, you know, experimenting with a verse or two, and then it just kind of comes together like that. Okay, yeah, and you, so, <clears throat> you've done a lot of busking, that's what you were referring to, right? Just, yeah, uh, yeah I, I've, been, I've been doing that... Um, for about six months now, I've been able to sustain okay. myself with just street musician stuff. Lifetime, yeah. Yeah. Living yeah. musician. Uh, I love busking, you know, I always have to, most of the time when I tell people about it, I have to explain what that is, you know, busking, what's that? It's not a really popular concept uh, a lot no, of the time. No, and I think there is a, a tendency, a general tendency to dismiss it. And there's a stigma about people, it, for sure. People kind of equate it to begging. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you you get you get a lot of that sometimes, but uh, but you'd be surprised. A lot of people will you know make it a point to say that they don't you know count it as begging because I think it's honest. Man. Okay. You can't you can't fake playing music. Not at all. You know no. you can't fake if you're Watch good me. at hold, hold my beer. You know, check this out. If you're good at something, you can't fake that. You know, it's just like any other kind of you know work. It's hard no, work. That's it's an achievement. True. And I think especially with the busking, as many people that maybe just walk right by you with no acknowledgement, it means so much more when someone stops and takes their time to acknowledge mm -hmm. you and maybe maybe leave the dollar or any change or just thank you or say something. Well, I mean, I met you when I was busking. That's right. So that's something I wanted to kind of bring up, how I met each of you independently prior to even any open mic or anything. Yeah, I was a... Uh, so I'm an adjunct English professor at EPCC. And uh, yeah, you were you were there with Jose Lugo over there at EPCC, and you looked a lot different then back then. I had short hair. I was clean shaven. Yeah, which, I was about forty pounds lighter. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, for a little while, I did not make the connection. Like, really? Uh, yeah, like when you were going coming out to open mics, like wait a minute, whoa, wait a minute, it was that guy. <laughs> And I took some pictures and some video of you guys playing, and I I just loved, I absolutely loved it because I did stop just to like. Mm -hmm listen to you guys and invite you out like hey come play at the open mic and that's what I try and do personally whenever I'm out and about I'm like trying to encourage people to share their stuff because you never know somebody will hear it you you make the right connection all of a sudden you're making an EP or you're forming a band or... right and I brought a couple people to these open mics because you know they see me out busking and I've invited them you nice. know they'll ask me hey when's your next show I'll be like hey you know what actually there's a open mic you know if, if you if you do anything you know you want to share there's a poet, you know, that worked at a Dollar Tree that I would busk at, and he showed up, and the it was Dollar a good Tree, time. Huh? Yeah, it was a good nice. time. Yeah, and I, I think uh, it was funny. One of the things you, how are you doing, Lucy? You doing all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you make. What do you think? How has your bus? How have your busking experiences been? You've yeah, gone yeah, busking what, what, before. What, what, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Well. Um, I like it. It's fun. I didn't. I didn't know about you know how you guys were just talking about earlier how some uh -huh. people don't know what busking means. Yeah. I didn't know that like what that meant the word. And and really it's just a term. When it comes down to it, I think we all recognize music in the street, you know, because it's, yeah, there's a passion behind it. Or, um, I've I, enjoyed it. I've gone. Okay, you've gone a couple of times with him. Cool. And, uh, have you, have you, I've even been joined by Chris Serrano too. He's joined me too uh, look, on the street. Chris and I, uh, yeah, we he's one of my main main dudes to go busking with. He'll bring his cajon and I'll take my sax. I think uh, maybe like uh, last year, 
somebody took a, a picture of us in like like Viva like El Paso, some big Instagram account El Paso like put it online and like all these people liked it. It was like yes, we're famous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was really cool. I think I remember. Uh, shoot, yeah, we were right there busking outside of the stadium, and uh, I remember Hope Hope Riot Hope Riot mm. came out and she like. Like she stopped. She was in a car and like she stopped and like keeps like, hey guys, that was awesome. Keep doing it, you know. Nice. Oh, we just and we're just like freestyling stuff. And I go out with uh, Daniel Rivera too. Yeah, a lot of musicians get excited about it. I've taken, um, uh, I've told Nicholas Duran about it. Uh, he he was interested in it. Um, Abe uh-huh. from Mountain Vibes, you know, That's he's right. he came out with me, you know, once and did it. He he freaking loved it, man. Yeah. He had so much fun. And that's what it's all about. It's it's you just have fun. It's I love not, it. you know, it's it's free form music. Yes, and you you learn a little bit. It's I mean it's also like straight up just practicing live, too. You get to work on your craft too. You know you get to work on projecting. You know you work on your just playing songs over and over again. Uh, works out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have some pretty crazy busking stories I'll have to share with you guys sometime. Maybe off the air. Yeah, for sure. You know, but it involves uh, huge brawls oh. and uh, oh, nine, nine police cars. And oh, man. Nine police cars? And, yeah, Jesus. I'll, tell, I'll tell you guys about it. Uh, Why would you time. need nine police cars? Like, because, <laughs> we were, because we were grooving so hard, nobody could stop the groove. <laughs> we're going to need a lot of backup. <laughs> yeah, the, the music's just too real. <laughs> They weren't up too much that day, so they had to stop them. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you guys about that. But for you listening, you know, if you ever see me about, ask me about that. So, it's so loud. <laughs> yeah. So, Christina, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really enjoying this. It's very interesting. Um, conversating over uh, some nice beers. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. It's at the end of my. Yeah, I was about to drink some and then it like made some noise and then Damien looks at me like, You're sabotaging my talking. <laughs> you know? No, I know. We, all, we, we both looked at you like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, You're so quiet. Like no, that uh, one kid who sneezes in class <laughs> and it's all quiet. <laughs> they want to like, Oh no, you know, sneeze as quietly as possible. Like, don't hear me. It's scary. It's like, I'm scared of that, you know. Head explodes from holding the seas. <laughs> like Nacho Libre. No, like uh, the Pick of Destiny. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Pick of Destiny. Yeah. But anyways, busking. Busking. Busking so is awesome. Honestly, like, like, it's a really good, really good, like you were saying, practice, too. Like, you know, you project sure. more and mm-hmm. come out more. Especially musicians that are just, like, really shy or, like... You know, people just wanting, they have the passion for music, but they want to get out more or they, mm-hmm. you know. And honestly, you make a lot more money than you think you would. Yeah, you do. Oh, no, I, I know all about that. Yeah, you know, for I, sure. Yeah. I think that, that that was a part-time job, quote unquote. For yeah, me for, for sure. Mm-hmm. If I need some extra cash, I'm like, all right, let me grab the sax and mm-hmm. just go play a little bit. Uh, now, I think there's a little bit of skill involved. I think if you just, anyone goes up there and, yeah, you know, but I, I like to think I was good enough to earn some pretty decent money. Um, so that's, you know, I met you busking mm-hmm. out there outside of EPCC and I know you've been doing it for many years since then. Uh, Listina, I met you 
several Octobers ago. Several Octobers ago. Yes. Um, so I, I remember distinctly, I think it was October 21st, because I, I was a featured reader at the Camino Real. Okay. For a, it was a conference for a thing called Catch the Next in Puente, when I was asked to go share some poetry. And uh, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. It was an honor to be there. But after the event, you know, like, everyone called in the night all early and stuff. And like, man, I'm not done. So I, I just walked down El Paso Street. And uh, I, remember, I remember there was a show over at uh, Loft Light. And you were playing there. I think you had a show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, with Velvet Lionel? Not with the, Vel- Was it with Velvet Lionel? I think it was Velvet Lionel. I saw the pictures. Yeah, I saw them, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and you know, they came out That's nice my... And, but when I walked in, the, the event was pretty much over. But I, I uh, at the time, I had met uh, Caleb Cavillian. Oh, then that was not with Velvet Vinyl. It was like the, it was like a couple of days before, or like, it was a maybe after. It was either either before before or after the the actual Velvet Vinyl show. But it, it was, was after then because I remember I, I walked in and you guys were jumping. there was an art the show. It was an art they, show. Um, it was before because there was a sound check. That's what oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, and it, it like uh, we had already played. We had already done the sound check as yeah. a band. But then like uh, they said, hey, you should play you some songs. Out. And, yeah. And then uh, Caleb Carrillo or Carrillo. Carrillo. I I want to like mix. Carrillo. <laughs> Not Carrillo. It's Carrillo. Yeah, he's white, yeah. So of course. You know, he's not Mexican. You can't. So yeah, he plays the the cajon. The cajon his, for me. Uh, custom made cajon. Like he had had like some cool enhancements. Yeah, and I had there. first. That's where I first met him ever. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. He it was just improv. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, I remember walking cool. in and I loved it. I lo- I just loved the spirit of it all. Yeah, it was fun. And I remember meeting you. That, yeah. I think that I think that's when I met you. Yeah, I think so. I uh, and then I was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to go down to the tap. There's jazz there. And you were like, what? There's jazz? What's the tap? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I knew about the tap. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I invited you guys. And you, I think you went for a little bit, too. Uh, and so, of course, then I just started singing more often, you know, out playing and about and then the shows. And, you know, there's a whole story, you know, after that, like, of, like, Grind Bar. We were doing... Yeah, the open the mics. Bar, open mics at Grind Bar that you wanted to take on and you felt toast a couple times mm-hmm. so it's been great knowing both of you guys again individually and then also again as ours oh i want to i do want to have you on probably as individuals too at mm-hmm. some point you can mm-hmm. talk about your own music and songs but today it's coyote blue how yeah. you do you know uh so <laughs> what i'll do is is when i when i post this i'm going to go ahead and share the link to your EP, and okay. also share a link to the music video. Nice. Um, so for anyone who's listening, how, how can they find you online? Well, we have a Facebook page. We okay. also actually have a website. Yes, we do. So. And it is uh, www.coyotebluemusic.com. Yes. Uh, I thought at least you didn't start with the HTTP. And we have an Instagram, too. Okay. And Same thing, Coyote Blue? Yeah, Coyote Blue Instagram. We've got a Snapchat that we very rarely use. Ever. But, Ever. But we are on SoundCloud. We have a YouTube channel. Okay. Um, and what do you guys upload on YouTube? Uh, I think we only have like one or two uploads right now. I think okay. the only one is our music video. Okay. But we eventually want to, you know, just upload well, videos. Let's fix where that. We do. Something yeah, that I, I've sure. been wanting to do with you guys 
work on different projects with you guys is uh, obviously you guys are here at Part of the Past and you see mm -hmm. what we're doing here. Uh, something that we want to start doing is uh, start recording artists, kind of like um, even presenting videos like the Tiny Desk Concert Series. Oh yeah, um, that'd be awesome. We so, were we would have done that. I know we just we just ran out of time, and I, I think I had brought it up with you guys, but it just you know here's the thing though. Now we can be ahead for the next time. So you know this is a spot where we'll start doing that, and uh, we're gonna you know we're gonna invite bands and stuff to play. You guys were here for the art show we had, Warp Perceptions. What you think? What you think of that? It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I was doing security actually. I was checking IDs for it, but it was still a lot of fun. Man, yeah. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, and you were here one of the nights, right? Yeah, it was cool. I I was here um for two nights. Both times, yeah. Both times, but I didn't stay long. Friday night, Saturday on night. On Sunday. She brought the food. Yeah, I brought. Oh, that's nice. Brought him food. From some Taco Bell. You 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 helped him survive, huh? Yeah. He would have died without that. He Taco would have died, yeah. Uh, he would have just curled up in the corner, I'm and you guys wouldn't have had a diet. security guard. <laughs> What, uh, what were some of your favorite pieces that, that you saw from the artists? Uh, I'm not sure who did it, but there was this one piece where there were a bunch of colorful bulbs hanging down from the ceiling. Mm. That's Goober. Was that Goober? That's Goober. Yeah, I like that. And uh, Diego's room, I really like Diego Robot's room. Yeah, that was like awesome. Diego's stuff a lot. You see his stuff all over El Paso, man, especially the pizza joint bathrooms yeah. or his, cool, his right? work. And uh, you see, he's actually decorated a lot of part of the past, like our, our conference table in the main room, he totally decorated. And uh, yeah, big, big uh, props to Diego. He made me blush today, you know, he gave me a cool little shout out. For cool. The local, <laughs> local hero thing, whatever. That's and awesome. Why I liked, you... um, huh. there's this piece over here, the Maya Anaya, or yes. like Maya something. It's yeah. not, it's not uh, love. No, no. But it's the same artist. Uh, it's the same artist? Director, yeah. Okay. So you like that one? Yeah, that was cool. I like the, cool uh, the, the Quetzalcoatl, like the little, little flying yeah, bird there. Yeah, like cool, right next right? to her shoulder. It's this like blue woman. Awesome. So, uh, There's that one with also the lion, and the, the lion and the hummingbird. Oh, yes. That I really liked. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's yeah, in the that far would be, corner. That would be a great tattoo piece. I was Ooh. thinking about that. Hey, you know, so that's a... that's cool. You know, we were talking about, like, the music scene, but you see this here with Los Visionaries, how they're a collective and the way they've all kind of come together. Um, so speaking of, of that, like, you know, collectives and the music scene, what have been some of your favorite shows to play as Cowdy Blue? Oh, man. Um... I think anything at the Lobar Palace that we've played has been... I like all the shows. They're all... Yeah. They've all been... Sure, and not, not to like... I don't mean to like... You know, like, well, which ones were bad, but more so like, you know, if there were any memorable, memorable experiences, whether it be just like the turnout or, or the venue, the setting, or just, you know, some magical turnout. Like, for me, one of my mem most memorable... Uh, not too many people made it out to, unfortunately. But I had like the greatest backdrop ever, and that was uh, the Vibe Fest. That was right outside a glass box. Oh, oh okay. because of the star, huh? Yeah, behind you us. Just, you had the mountain, you had the train one. tracks, and the mountain behind you. That's true. And, I forgot uh, about that. Oh, no, man, I, I, that only... was really that was really that was a really good show. I also we had liked, a show uh, right afterwards. I also liked uh, to, Create uh, and Explore. Straight to Boomtown, huh? Yeah. Uh, Create and Explore, I think, was one of my favorite ones that we okay. played too. Well, that, that was, was at the good. Glass Box. Andrew okay. Barahona put that together. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It was so much fun. So many artists. So many musicians there. Oh, it was yeah. it was a great great time. 
That's when I first ever saw Nick Duran. Nick. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Zyme One was there too, mm-hmm. and yeah. Shout out to Zyme One. He was on saying we should have invited him out too. Javier Martinez. I think that was the first show he played with his band. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Wait, was that? Damn. There's so many shows. I remember a show at the Glass Box where Memoria played too. They played outside. Soul Parade played outside. Okay. Damn, that's a nice show. Sometimes we had some really cool like showcases. Uh, I wish more of the public would make it up, mm-hmm. you know, to these things. So, hopefully, by doing this, my goal, you know, with all the stuff we're doing, whether playing live or, or busking mm-hmm. or maybe putting a podcast out there that someone might stumble on, just to you know maybe open a door or window to you know some new person to come in and and be part of the scene, whether it just be the witness it or or be part of it. Yeah, it's all about impact, I think. Yeah, awesome, cool. So awesome. Uh, I'm glad having you guys on the show. I don't even, I haven't been keeping track of time at all. <laughs> like, uh, I, if you know me, I can talk a lot. You know, I make a living off of talking. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit more about, about your music? So, where do you guys see yourselves moving forward as a band? Coyote Blue. What, what do we, what can we look forward to seeing Coyote Blue in the next year or so? That's a big question. Um, uh, well, I mean, we put it on the table for you to, to, to think about. Well, we've we've gotten a, we've we've gotten a, we've gotten together and we've you know put some goals together. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about what we want to do. Uh, we want to release an album by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, we want to have another single release. We want to do a collaborative work. We want to make sure that we do collaborate with somebody here. Um, and we've got a lot of options, you know, we, we have a lot of friends, you know, people that we yeah. can collaborate with, you know, rappers that we can do with other yeah. bands, you know, um, and just a whole bunch of, you know, different fun stuff, you know, we want to start using our, our social media more often, you know, okay. taking more pictures, you know, uploading more videos, and using our SoundCloud, putting clips up more often, you know, just really getting involved with, because I think this year, this past year was just getting people to know who we were sure and now this the next second year i think i really want people to get an idea of who we are as individuals and as a band you know not sure. just our music but us personally as well and okay. i think that's just the best way to do it so chapter one beginnings and then chapter two is what's coming up yeah you know maybe more of an exploration are you guys working on new music yes yes okay. we are we do have a couple of new songs Mm-hmm. And um, um, instant gratification, I think, is one of the songs that uh, Listing okay. has written. Okay. I've got a couple that I'm working on. Uh, Casualty is one that I'm working on right now. And so, do you guys? Um, I imagine that each song you write is different and varied. You know, in terms of how it's created, it seems like maybe you guys start with an idea on your own and then bring it together and see what you can add to it later on. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That's how we do it. Mostly, and is that a is a, is that a pretty easygoing process for you guys? Like, are you pretty agreeable, or do, like do you guys like fight it out sometimes? Like, no, this has to be in this key, or no, this has to be. No, we don't fight it out. I mean, if yeah. we have a disagreement, we'll like point it out, or I we'll just. I say don't think like, we've ever really fought over our music at all, no. and I think we have written songs like maybe purely not, maybe together. Not even fight, but just uh, seeing the way it can go. Because honestly, that's kind of one of the anxieties of art. Like, you can create anything. You can go anywhere with it, and sometimes it's overwhelming. So, like, okay, let's go here, but what if we went here? You know? <laughs> and so, maybe, 
so many options. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't let that overwhelm you. you I don't know. think creative yeah. control is really a big issue with us at okay. all. Okay, so you guys, you guys work pretty well together then. We do. Okay, cool. That's that's great to know. As long as she does what I say, I mean, we don't have any problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> I heard. Uh, I heard you're playing the didgeridoo in the next album. The what? That may or may not the be true. <laughs> what is oh, that? Oh, is that false news? Did I? Uh, that yeah, that may or may not be I true. Don't know for it, it, well, if I, I don't know what it is, it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do it's that. It's one of those big uh, Australian flutes. That... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a acoustic dubstep. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, like it's kind of like a chant. Yeah, I, I was just being dumb. <laughs> okay. We know. are looking at experimenting with different instruments. Though. I, I was the, I guess my joke is to lead into yeah. that because uh, something that you haven't been shy about was you know bringing in the bells, for example. Mm -hmm. What compelled you to bring in the bells in the first project? Well, I mean, uh, I would practice a lot at her house, mm -hmm. and uh, she just had a set of bells there, and I was curious to see how it would sound. So okay. we jammed with that, and you know, I had never played bells before, but I don't really have too much of a problem picking up on just basic stuff. So. Mm -hmm. We played something that sounded really good, and I was like, man, I bet this would, you know, really get people's attention if we played it live. You know, it's not something that we see a lot of. That's true. So yeah, we we really took our time with it, though. We didn't rush into doing it. We made sure that we liked how it sounded, and it was something that, you know, we'd feel comfortable presenting to people. And uh, it's been one of our, I think, bigger hooks. It has. So yeah, far, definitely. people notice it, like, right off the bat. No, uh, I agree. And so uh, you're looking to maybe incorporate different types of instruments this time around. Uh, yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? About? I, I got a. I have a five-string banjo. Okay. Okay. That I'm looking at trying to, you know, pick up for the I first think, time. I think of Javier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think of the banjo. Yeah. He's the last person I've seen kind of incorporating that into his sets. Mm -hmm. I've and been, I've been messing with the piano a little more. Okay. So I've been eventually. Been, I want to. That's right, because something you mentioned that. how you're teaching vocal classes at Soundstage 9. Yeah, and I had to, like, um, I mean, I didn't have to, but I would play, <laughs> before I would play, like, the scales on the phone to okay. do, like, the exercises with the students, but then I just, I was really like, no, I don't want to do that, you know, I want to learn it on the piano, so I learned the scales on the piano. Yeah, I'm very happy to so. hear that. I, I think that uh, sometimes the best way to learn something is when you have to teach it, and so, yeah. you know. Yeah, you learn just as much as, you know, you teach. So that's really cool. So that's it helped cool me a lot. Yeah, yeah. You getting some good students. Yeah, I like my students. Who knows, a lot. Maybe in years, like you have some like superstars. I know, on your head, like, yeah, right? I train them, you know. That's what I tell them. I, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> don't forget oh, about me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna see you on TV, and I'll be that's like, right. I taught that kid. I taught, you know. What a that's I'm cool. About so, it. so just kind of maybe kind of bouncing off of that. What do you guys think about like the the recent mainstream success from El Paso artist? Oh, that's it. You know, off the top of my head, Khalid. Like Khalid, right? He was recently on on a, uh, SNL, right? On a Tonight right. Show. But of course, his album is is top of the charts. And also, uh, Valerie Boncio was on The Voice, and before that, uh, Elias Barza too, right? So. Where mm -hmm. people are maybe starting to get recognized. What are, what are your thoughts on, on that? I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it, man. Like, I, I uh, there, there's definitely a, a huge surge of energy coming out of El Paso, and it's creating a lot of success in all different kinds of fronts. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not just music and, and poetry and, uh, and art. Like, it's, it's, it's so much more than that. Some industry of some I, sorts, I think right? is, and I think it has a lot to do with being a border city too. You get this mix of cultures and uh, these people that will, you know, come together and they'll create something so big 
And, you know, what we see is, you know, this person getting famous, this person getting famous, this yeah. person being successful. What you don't see is so many other people behind that person, you know, that contributed that, that oh, aren't yeah. that far yeah. behind them. It's really not. Oh, I'm just, I'm just waiting for, for uh, this bubble to explode in many ways. Yeah. I've felt for the longest time that the scene's kind of in, in these little bubbles here. But, oh, if we just can connect it and come together in that, that harmonized, unified vision, it'd be so great. Uh, who, are some, who are some of your favorite local artists, local musicians? Oh, man. I, Since I we're like, talking about it. I like a lot of I like a lot of the local musicians here. I've got a huge here. list. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. I like Javier Martinez. Of course, you know he, he has he's good done so stuff. much. And um, we have like, I like Kiki Mora. I like. I yeah, like there have been in the past really year cool. who's really kicked it up and. and yeah. I've always I've a lot of the I like uh, variety for themselves. Sergio Carrasco. He's another singer songwriter. That's pretty. Really yes, I like Sofio. You know, he has his band Jai Trash, but he, yeah. know, he's come out and, and uh, I met him at the you know through the open mics too. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Mountain Vibes, oh, they're really they're one of my good. Favorites. I, I like showing. One of my favorite things to do is just show people the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I've got a. I've always been a fan of the other half. Okay. Uh, for a couple of years now, you know, I've been following their music. I've always been a fan. Uh, Foxy Mojo was one of the uh, was one of the bands that I've been Oof, really really good, getting into. Yeah, those guys uh, rock. Really really. They're like really yeah they're fun like rock and roll. Like, Re really like, excited about you know the directions that they're going man. I, I hope to see them do great things. Speaking of success, right? These guys have uh, you know they were telling me they were on the through successions, but they were you know telling me about they have some you know they had an MTV video. Yeah, their video song. Uh, they they have a single called Say Goodbye. Yeah. And uh, they were actually, uh, they, they shot the music video in L.A. And it's been recently on VH1 and MTV2. Again, so like, that's that's just great to see uh, on so many fronts uh, people getting it done. And I just think that just speaks to the kind of hard work that's being done and the, the kind of passionate people that we have in town. So, um, awesome, cool. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, see if you want to give any shout-outs to anyone. Yeah. Daniel Rivera, he's a cool, cool guy. Very jazz. I've never, I've never heard of him. Never heard of him? He has some good, <laughs> Who's that? some cool stuff. Um, Just kidding, he's my, he's my best friend. He was episode one, by the way. If, you if, we're, if we're really being reflective, man, I'm going to have to give some shout-outs to people that have helped us before. Yeah. You know, um, people like uh, Gamble. Yes. Gamble, Wise Weapon. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, Those guys always come through. Man. Yes. And uh, we, we had so much fun recording with Gamble. And oh, man, that guy's a character. He's really fun. He's, oh, I love it. He's he, fun. It's he, fun he, working with him. When you talk him. about music and passion, oh, yeah. he is he the epitome. Yeah, he really does embody that. it. And if you ever hung out with him, you see when he really appreciates music. And it, it just, in a way, it makes me feel like, damn, I wish I could, like... He was the first really? guy I think that legitimately cried to one of our songs. <laughs> Honestly, we were in the studio. We were in his studio. I think we were we were recording a song, yeah. and I think he legitimately ran to the bathroom and crying because he. <laughs> I love I love that though about him. And our song is just. 
Honestly, if he's listening right now, you guys have made me cry too. Mean it disrespect, no, no, no. But it was no. so funny because this is how it happened. Uh, he loved it. We recorded to this, okay, and here he's playing it back and he's adding all these effects and you know mixing it as as we're listening to it play back. <laughs> Music's going loud and me and Liz are on the couch and we're just talking and he's standing up looking at his monitor, and at one point he just looks at us with tears in his eyes. He goes, "Fuck you guys, man!" And he just runs out of this fucking room, in man. The most dark, the tears tears man. And I. I remember just looking at Liz like, what did we do? What did he tell us that? In the most like, endearing way. It was, the, yeah. It was a, something to believe. But uh, Chang Rubin, man, I have to give him a big yeah, shout out. Chang always. Uh, he really believed in us. He was one of the people that was super excited to see Coyote Blue start. Me, yeah. You know, a lot of people, when me and Liz Tina started this project, were really, really excited to see it. I think just because of who we were individually coming together, they were excited to see that. Um, some non-musicians that I think have really been really, really helpful, if not our best friends. Uh, my friend Joseph Garrison. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always, I can always, count on him. Being always there to support. Yeah. Always there to support. Uh, Anthony Austin Brown. Uh, we featured him on that song, Do You, that was Do on our EP. Yeah. It's great. Uh, he's um, an amazing, amazing comedian. Uh, amazing comedian has inspired me countless times. Uh, the, the fact that, you know, we're just so... I don't even have a word for it, but the fact that we can just have, we can cross these platforms as artists and as creative entities. We can, as musicians, we can be friends with comedians, we can be friends with artists, we can be friends with poets, you know, and we yeah. can feed off each other's vibe without feeling any kind of, uh, without feeling any kind of competition or any kind of negative vibes at all. It's just so great. Tristan London, I have to give him a shout out because he's been one guy that's really believed in us okay. uh, individually. He's always, you know, offered his support, always offered his advice, his critique, and I respect that guy a lot because of what he's doing, you know, for his music here. Um, Javier Martinez, I have to you know, kind of double up on that. Yeah, he's always given us advice, always been there for us, you know, as a friend and as a professional guidance. Guidance, love that guy. Definitely. Um, I think that's a, a nice little way to maybe just uh, wrap things up. You know, we, we started by reflecting on the beginnings and, you know, just little intimations or, or just a little sneak peek into what you guys have planned for the future. Be on the lookout. Again, Coyote Blue. I'll link their stuff, but you can find them online pretty easily. Just search Coyote Blue. They're, uh, you guys haven't run into any issues of anyone else being called Coyote Blue out there? Uh, there's this one band I think called the Coyote Blues Band. I think Coyote it's Blue. just a bunch of old guys though. I don't think they really <laughs> oh, mind. Oh man! They only, I don't. They only they only have like like two, three. Okay. There's a there's a novel out too called Coyote Blue. That's okay. a that's a book. I think we've been asked. Do if people our, ask? Yeah, if, if our name derives from that, but. Okay. Besides, Somebody posted about that, like yeah. Besides that, though, I don't think I think actually I think they ta some of our promoters have actually tagged the wrong Coyote Blue. Really? They've actually tagged the book happens, instead yeah. of for the band. So, but no, it's a action-packed, fun-filled. Keep you on the edge of your seat. None of these people have come to us saying, "Hey, what the hell, man? You know, it was no, our no, name no, first, yeah. you know." So it's all good. <laughs> awesome. So again, check them out online. Um, before we end, do you guys have any favorite quotes or words of wisdom you'd like to share for our listeners? Um, I mean, I would just say to um, do what you love and it all, you know, the love comes back. That's right. That's it. I don't have any quotes, you know. That you just created your own. People I just from created now, my years own, from yeah, now, people that's will it. 
I think uh, I think if I've learned one lesson uh-huh. from since Coyote Blue started up until now, I think if I've learned one thing, it's work hard and keep working hard because somebody is always going to be next in line for have for for what you have. There's always going to be somebody who you know is is going for the same thing you are. Yeah. You know, it has the same goals as you. You just got to keep working hard. And I think uh, you know. If I can use a Bible reference to here, you know, it's like you you reap what you sow later than you sow, more than you sow. Hmm. So, you just, so. <laughs> you know, you just got to be careful, you know, and, and good vibes, plant good vibes, you know, so hard work, you know, so dedication and you'll reap that. Okay. I think that's great. It was a pleasure having you guys on. Um, as always, I feel like we could talk about so much more. For sure. But, you know, maybe we'll do part two or, or, or more so I'll have you guys on as individual artists. Yeah, we'll elaborate uh, then. I'd love to share some of your music here on the podcast. You know, maybe I'll I'll end with one of your songs mm-hmm. for listeners, okay. you know. Uh, we can work that out. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening. You know, if this is your first time listening to the podcast or, you know, you've been coming in and listening, you know, uh, we appreciate you guys checking us out. The point is just to showcase... The awesome music, musicians, artists, poets, writers that we have in El Paso, Texas, and the surrounding areas uh, for the BWOMS podcast. My name is Rich. That's it for tonight. Thanks again, Caddy Blue, for coming out. Oh. Thank you for having oh. us. All right. Peace. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>